Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER And you're here. Thanks for choosing the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Your quest for podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained ends here. We invite you to enjoy all our shows we have on this network. And right now, let's start with Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Joshua P. Warren, and each week on this show, I'll be bringing you brand new, mind-blowing content news, exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more on this edition of the show, Zombies! 
scary or silly. I'm starting this podcast by letting you know right up front that I have never really been into zombies. I have known people who are absolutely terrified of them. But to me, the concept of zombies has always just seemed kind of silly. Scary looking? Yes, no doubt. Uh, but still just a little too far-fetched for me to take seriously. I just was not all that interested. And, and so I don't think I have ever done a podcast featuring zombies. And when I realized that a few days ago, I decided that if I could dig into zombies and find a way to make them an interesting topic for me, well, then hopefully it would do the same for you. Now, don't get me wrong. I have read all about them throughout my life and even before doing research for this show. I mean, I, I knew more about zombies than the average person. I'm pretty sure we've all seen at least one movie or TV show featuring a, a kind of zombie. But the meaning of the word zombie has changed dramatically over the years. As I will explain, zombies were once considered helpless, soulless slaves, a, a person who became a victim who had been zombified, sometimes even as a punishment. There was absolutely nothing to fear from a zombie. That was the point. They were helpless. And now most people think of zombies as attackers, as humans that have transformed into some kind of flesh-eating monsters. So it's almost a complete 180, really. And that's a weird twist and actually kind of unexplained. I'm going to get into that. But when it comes to movies, the very first feature length zombie film was White Zombie, released in 1932, starring Bella Lugosi. It has been a long time since I saw that movie. I, I don't remember a lot about it, but it's about a young woman's transformation into a zombie at the hands of an evil voodoo master. And of course, Bela Lugosi stars as the zombie master. So that is a good example for you of the zombie being a, a person who's been victimized and turned into this helpless thing. However, all that kind of changed in 1968 when George A. Romero's movie called Night of the Living Dead came out. And in that case, and this is kind of interesting, I'll dig more into that movie later. They were never called zombies in that movie. They were called ghouls, apparently. Uh, but later, the, the, the beings in that movie were being described as zombies, and that was when they were uh, attacking people and eating them, and that just sort of completely shifted this whole idea of zombies from being this sort of passive uh, type of being into this very aggressive, scary thing that's coming in to invade and kill you. Odd how all that happened. So, you know, how, how the creatures 
and contemporary zombie films came to be called zombies. It's not fully clear. Um, and, you know, Romero used the term ghoul in his original scripts, and it seems like that later on, some of the media started using the word zombie. And then, of course, he picked it up and then he started using it as well. But anyway, all that said, um, I I was thinking about how I was going to approach this topic because there are some really interesting um realistic aspects of zombie lore that um, I find most intriguing. I actually bought this book. It's over 300 pages and it's called everything you ever wanted to know about zombies. <laughs> and uh, I guess it's written by the top zombie scholar. His name is Matt Mock. Uh, I guess that's how you pronounce his last name, uh, M-O-G-K, with a foreword by Max Brooks. Do you know who Max Brooks is? Max Brooks is one of the top experts on zombies and uh, zombie lore, and he, <laughs> oddly enough, is the son of filmmaker Mel Brooks, who, of course, is known for his comedy classics like young Frankenstein and blazing saddles. <laughs> and, and his mother was, uh, Anne Bancroft. Uh, and you know, she's, she's no longer with us, but she was a very popular actress. So their son, the son of Mel Brooks and Anne Bancroft is Matt Brooks. And he writes all this stuff about zombies. Um, let's see here. He wrote, uh, world war Z an oral history of the zombie war. That's just kind of one of those funny, weird things that some people don't know about. So I have this book here that just really is kind of like the Bible on the history of zombies. I'll refer some to that a little bit later. But first off, let's just get down to some basic definitions. According to Wikipedia, a zombie is a mythological, undead, corporeal revenant. Let me... Let me pause there for a second, okay? I think we all know what undead means. Corporeal means you actually have a physical body. So we're not talking about some phantasm like Casper here. And a revenant is an animated corpse. Um, the word revenant is derived from the old French word uh, mean, that means uh, returning. All right. So that said, we're talking about an undead corporeal revenant created through the reanimation of a corpse. It says zombies are most commonly found in horror and fantasy genre works. The term comes from Haitian folklore in which a zombie is a dead body reanimated through various methods, most commonly magical practices in religions like voodoo. Modern media depictions of the reanimation of the dead often do not involve magic, but rather science fictional methods such as carriers, fungi, radiation, mental diseases, vectors, pathogens, parasites, scientific accidents, etc. And goodness knows, I'm not going to break it down into all those little categories because this this really would be a, you know, like a four hour podcast. But it, it is believed that um well, there, there, there are various opinions about 
the origin of the word zombie, but um, many authors compare it to the Congo word vumbi, which that actually means a ghost, a revenant, a corpse, uh, something that still retains this, the soul um, versus a, well, actually, I guess it has something to do with like whether or not you have a soul. It's that kind of thing. All right. So I, that's what we think it probably comes from. But if you go down here and you start looking into some of the beliefs, like the very original traditional beliefs here, zombies are featured widely in Haitian rural folklore as dead persons physically revived by the act of necromancy or a sorcerer or witch. And a zombie remains under the control of the witch. They call him a, a bokor, it looks like. Um, remains under the control of the witch as a personal slave having no will of its own. And so right there, you're talking about, you know, again, this idea that it is, it's a helpless entity. So that's kind of like, you know, what the tradition goes back to. And this is not just from Haiti, though. I mean, there are people from out, you know, from throughout that, uh, general part of the world, uh, as, as well as Africa that, um, all have some kind of a, a belief system that revolves around this. And I think that is best exemplified by this book that was made into a movie called The Serpent and the Rainbow. I know some of you have at least seen this movie. The book was written in 1985 and the movie came out in 1988. And it's a really interesting story. And uh, it's based on, well, what supposedly happened to a real man who became a zombie and then escaped and was able to rejoin us and tell everybody what that experience was like. When we come back, I'm going to give you the facts on that case. It's a wild story and a great place to really start sinking your teeth into the mystery of the zombies. Now, by the way, you know, I go through these phases where I just get super generous and I get crazy and I just start giving away all kinds of cool stuff for free. You never know what it's going to be. It might just be cold, hard cash. It might be prizes. It might be tickets, experiences. I'm about to start doing it, but only for people who subscribe to my free e-newsletter. You have to go to joshuapwarren.com. There is no period after the P. And right there on the homepage at joshuapwarren.com, you'll see a little box and it says, click here for Joshua's free newsletter. When you click that, you just put your email address in there, hit submit. You'll be subscribed and you will instantly receive an automated email from me with some free online goodies just for doing it, just to get you started, just to wet your chops, go to joshuapwarren.com and subscribe. I am Joshua P. Warren, and you are listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, and I will be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. 
that frustrating thing your mom does, or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash strange things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash strange things. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren, beaming into your wormhole brain from my studio in Sim City, Las Vegas, Nevada, where every day is golden and every night is silver. Ajitato Zume! And when you look at this whole overview of the sort of pop culture history of zombies 
says here, one of the first books to expose Western culture to the concept of the voodoo zombie was W.B. Seabrook's The Magic Island, published in 1929. Never heard of that one. Um, but then, of course, they say a new version of the zombie, distinct from that described in Haitian folklore, emerged in popular culture during the latter half of the 20th century. This interpretation of the zombie as an undead person that attacks and eats the flesh of living people is drawn largely from George A. Romero's film Night of the Living Dead from 1968, which was partly inspired by Richard Matheson's novel I Am Legend. And, uh, of course, from here, you know, that that gave rise to like Dawn of the Dead, Return of the Living Dead. And then it all just really takes off. Who doesn't love? Michael Jackson's thriller video, right? And then you, you, you start working your way into the nineties, resident evil house of the dead. Um, uh, my goodness. Uh, there's Sean, Dawn of the Dead's uh, remake, Sean of the Dead. Of course, the walking dead franchise comes out of that. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. But when we go back to that original story about you know, what a zombie was in, in Haiti going back to who knows, uh, who knows, is this something that could have been around for thousands of years, hundreds of years? I don't know, but it takes us to this story from, um, well, like I mentioned, the serpent and the rainbow, that was a book published in 1985 and made into a movie by Wes Craven in 1988 the full title of the book was the serpent and the rainbow a harvard scientist's astonishing journey into the secret societies of haitian voodoo zombies and magic and it was written by wade davis who is still alive by the way and still conducting research at 69 years old now, Wade Davis is an ethnobotanist. Now, ethnobotany is the study of a particular region's plants and their practical uses through the traditional knowledge of a local culture and people. So you're going there and you're really digging into the relationship between people and their indigenous plants there. And in the late 1970s, this scientist, Wade Davis, read a newspaper article about the supposedly true story of a man in Haiti named Clairvius Narcisse. And this man had supposedly been a zombie slave for at least two years before escaping. So here is the story as I understand it. So in a nutshell, this man in Haiti, Clairvius, Clairvius and his brother, they lived in this very remote part of Haiti, and they got into a prolonged land dispute. They were arguing over some piece of land, and it got more and more heated. And eventually, Clairvius's brother got a local witch doctor involved to help him. Apparently... Clairvius was drugged. So that's, that's the, the idea. The story is that 
Clarvius's brother got a witch doctor and they conspired and they they drugged Clarvius in some manner. He doesn't remember what happened, but he did remember feeling some agonizing pain uh, at some point. And, and also at some stage in this, although he was fully conscious, he found that he was lying somewhere completely paralyzed. In fact, two American trained doctors pronounced this man dead. They issued an official legal death certificate and Clarvius actually remembers being nailed into a wooden box and being buried, although he could do nothing, nothing about it. <laughs> so eventually this witch doctor dug him up. At that point, Clarvius was uh, able to walk roughly and he was led off to a sugar plantation in the jungle where he was constantly fed drugs that kept him completely submissive in this kind of groggy state and for two years he was forced to do manual labor in the fields and menial jobs around the house and then one day clarvius found the witch doctor lying there dead in the living room and at that point clarvius wandered away from the plantation and eventually made it back to his hometown where he scared the heck out of everybody, <laughs> of course, including his brother. I'm not sure how that they reconciled that situation. Well, anyway, Wade Davis, he read all, all about this. And so he was just uh, absolutely amazed. He flew to Haiti and he interviewed Clairvius in person. He examined the death certificate and Wade Davis was convinced that this story was true. And as he continued his research, Wade finally met a witch doctor who knew how to do this, how to turn people into zombies. And of course, the witch doctor did not want to reveal the secrets. So Wade paid him a lot of money. And finally, the witch doctor relented and gave Wade some bags of the quote, zombie powders used to drug people and put them into this zombie state. So Wade Davis took one of these powders back to the lab at Harvard, uh, gave it to some rats, and shortly thereafter, the rats looked as if they had died. Uh, however, some extremely sensitive, you know, EEG-type brainwave machines there showed that the rats still had brain activity and that they were very much alive but they just looked dead just like clairvius had claimed he experienced so wade analyzed the primary powder and he said that he found it primarily contained a chemical derived from the puffer fish you know what a puffer fish is. It's the fish that blows up and it's got the spines all over it. And then another one of the powders, the one that kind of keeps you in a slave state, the one that you would be given, you know, after you are revived, so to speak, and you're the one that keeps you as a zombie, um, is derived from a plant called Datura stramonium or zombie cucumber. Turns out you may have heard of this plant called 
Jimson weed. And these powders, the one from the puffer fish and the Jimson, these powders are deadly, especially the puffer fish powder. So if indeed this is what was being used, the witch doctor would need to know just the right dose to administer to create the zombie state without killing the victim. And, uh, you know, that's not, not an easy task. I mean, you're talking about having to size up each person as an individual. Now, there are those who criticize Wade Davis's work, but, but I think he may have given us the best explanation for the origin of these true zombie stories from Haiti. By the way, uh, in the legends of voodoo, the serpent is the symbol of earth. And the rainbow is the symbol of heaven. And between the two, all creatures must live and die. But because he has a soul, they believe man can be trapped in this terrible place, kind of like a like a limbo or whatever, a purgatory. And that's sort of what the whole zombie idea is about. So, again, the serpent and the rainbow presents this case of this man. He's Clarvius is dead now. Um, who, you know, said that this, this zombification was, was the result of this complex interaction between these, these powders and these hallucinogens and such. And that very much fits into what, you know, the Haitians claim was happening, um, when they would encounter real zombies, which is where this whole thing took off. Now let's fast forward. Let's get back to Night of the Living Dead. Because all the way up until Night of the Living, Living Dead, zombies were pretty much described as uh, behaving just like Clairvius did. So Night of the Living Dead was made, like I said, in 1968. And at that time, George A. Romero, I don't think he'd ever made a movie before, actually. Uh, he was 28 years old. This movie was made for $120,000. And it grossed over $30 million. Can you believe that? Uh, <laughs> okay, time for a break. When we come back, I'm going to tell you more about what that movie did. And then also, I'm going to tell you about, yes... Some, well, the closest thing to zombies that I have ever personally witnessed. And then finally, I'm going to get around to what's my conclusion about all this zombie stuff. And then I have another cool update for you. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be back after these important messages. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Welcome back to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. Night of the Living Dead, released in 1968, is a movie about a group of strangers trapped in a farmhouse who find themselves fending off a horde of recently dead flesh-eating ghouls. And it was it was an independent horror film directed, photographed, and edited by 28-year-old George A. Romero, and it was written by him and John Russo. And as I mentioned, it was one of those things like they just barely scraped the money together around $120,000, um, which, by the way, even by today's standards, that would still be less than $1 million. But, you know, by today's money here in 2023. So one of those typical stories you hear, like, they barely scraped all this money together, they got all these investors, and then <sighs> knocked it out of the ballpark. Because that $120,000 turned into over 30 
million dollars for this little black and white movie. I mean, can you believe that? That's just the amazing thing about movies. When you make one, there is a chance, however small, however small, that you can turn just a little low grainy low budget film into a gold mine and so that was one of the most profitable movies ever made that should tell you something right off the bat about this odd connection that people feel to this concept of what we now consider zombies and you know what's funny is that Romero said that when he was writing his part, and this was pretty, you know, I know he had a co-author, but this was pretty much his thing. He said he drew heavy inspiration from Richard Matheson's novel called I Am Legend that was published in 1954. That's a horror novel about a plague that ravages a futuristic Los Angeles and the infected people in I Am Legend become these vampire-like creatures and prey on the uninfected. And when discussing the creation of the movie Night of the Living Dead, Romero once said, quote, I had written a short story, which I basically had ripped off from Richard Matheson's novel called I Am Legend, end quote. And he went on to say, I thought I Am Legend was about revolution. I said, if you're going to do something about revolution, you should start at the beginning. I mean, Richard starts his book with one man left. Everybody in the world has become a vampire. I said, we got to start at the beginning and tweak it up a little bit. And I couldn't use vampires because he did. So I wanted something that would be an earth shaking change, something that was forever, something that was really at the heart of it. And I said, so what if the dead stop staying dead? And the stories are about how people respond or fail to respond to this. That's really all the zombies ever represented to me. And, uh, as a matter of fact, interestingly enough, um, you know, well, Richard Matheson's novel, I Am Legend, uh, appeared in some official film adaptations in 1964, The Last Man on Earth in 1971 as the Omega Man. And of course, the 2007 release, I Am Legend. And Matheson said he was not impressed by Romero's interpretation, said he thought it was kind of cornball. But he also said, well, George Romero's a nice guy and I don't harbor any animosity toward him. So <laughs> I guess that's a good thing. But, you know, again, it goes back to what I was telling you earlier. Um, George A. Romero used the term ghoul in his original scripts. And then in later interviews, he used the term zombie. And then after that, well, the word zombie is used uh, exclusively by Romero in his script for his sequel, Dawn of the Dead in 1978, uh, according once in dialogue. And so according to Romero, film critics were, were very influential in associating that term zombie to his creatures. And uh, he just eventually accepted that link even though he remained convinced that zombies actually corresponded to the undead slaves of haitian voodoo as depicted in the movie white zombie with bella lugosi isn't this kind of weird like how that connection was just made and they just kind of went with it 
<laughs> well, anyway, we'll never understand precisely how that connection was made, I guess. But that shows you the journey that the zombie has taken. Now, when it comes to my own personal experiences with so-called zombies, I will tell you that, of course, I spent a good 15 years exploring Puerto Rico. And I just outright lived there for five years in Boqueron on the southwestern side of the island, Cabo Rojo. And, um, one of the, I guess, you know, one of the more significant towns that was, was close to me was called Mayoez. And when I was living in Puerto Rico, there was this terrible drug fad, if you will, that was going around. Uh, for some reason, a, a lot of these downtrodden Puerto Ricans were, uh, getting a hold of horse tranquilizers. And I can't remember what all the official names are for this stuff, but, um, there, there are quite a few horses in Puerto Rico. I mean, you, you got to be careful when you're driving around at night because sometimes you'll come around a, a, a tight curve and there'll just be like five or six guys on black horses there and, you know, no lights or reflective, uh, vests. And so horse tranquilizers were pretty prevalent. And during that period of time, People started taking horse tranquilizers, uh, just, you know, to, as, as the latest drug to get off on. And I, but I mean, I'm telling you, like, this is not something that like the kids would do for fun. This was the people who, you know, were living in, in alleyways. I mean, it's like the, 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 the lowest, most, uh, terrible level of, um, it's, it's basically a form of, of slow suicide when you, you start taking things like that. It's like people who get hooked on, I guess, heroin and meth and fentanyl. Um, but anyway, uh, the weird thing about these horse tranquilizers is that sometimes you would encounter one of these people and it was so eerie because when they would take it at certain times, they would reach a point where they would absolutely freeze in place and looked exactly like a statue. So, uh, and, and I mean, it did, they, standing up on two feet. I mean, you would see people that looked like they were in, walking and in mid stride, boom. Somebody hit the pause button and I don't even know how they would stay that way. Sometimes apparently for you know, at least an hour and, uh, and their eyes are open, but they're, it's like their soul is gone. It, it kind of reminds me of those figures from Pompeii, but, uh, I, I had a friend who was a skateboarder and uh, his name was Raphael and one day he goes, man, look at this video. He was, he was skating downtown and there were one of these people frozen in position like that, literally like right hand back, left hand forward, one foot forward, eyes open, just standing there frozen on these horse tranquilizers. And as he was skating on his skateboard, he took out his cell phone and he filmed the person. And then he kind of skated around the person a little bit. And it kind of had that matrix effect where <laughs> it looks like the person is, you know, again, like frozen in time. And then you see all these angles. 
And people, it, people in Puerto Rico said the, they, these are the zombies. These are the horse tranquilizer zombies. Uh, and there have been documentaries made about it. I know the National Geographic Channel did a whole thing about that phenomenon. Um, so that was talk about disturbing and weird. I still don't understand exactly how that happened. Maybe I, I didn't even go back and look it up again for this podcast, but, uh, I guess I need to. I'd like to go back and say, like, what's the latest on that? And why on earth did that, did it have that effect on people? Uh, another interesting, uh, connection that I have to, um, to, I guess, the, the world of zombies is that, uh, of course, you know, I own, I created and I own the haunted Boulder City Ghost and UFO Tour here in, it's outside of Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, about 30 minutes from Las Vegas to Boulder City. And, uh, we, we have everybody meet us at a place called Beer Zombies, which is a really cool joint where, uh, the guy who created it is an artist and he, ha- and now he, he's, he's a, a brewer and an artist. And so he just brands everything with zombie imagery. Um, and he's got a very successful franchise here. Um, I don't know if you call it a franchise. You got a chain, I guess I should say, of these places called beer zombies around Las Vegas. And, uh, so if you ever take the haunted Boulder City tour, uh, you'll be meeting up at beer zombies. That's hauntedboldercity.com. Uh, that'd be a great thing to do this fall, of course. But when we come back, uh, I also want to tell you about, uh, an odd and unexpected, uh, run in I had with, well, uh, I don't want to say I had a run in. I saw Woody Harrelson one time, um, and it was connected to the Zombie Land movie. And then I'm just going to give you my, my final thoughts on this whole zombie business. And then I have a very interesting update for you. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER this is it your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. 
Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Welcome back to the final segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren. And, you know, it's not much of a story, really. It's just something weird I thought about when um, the movie Zombieland came out, starring Woody Harrelson. I just so happened to be in Chicago... And uh, when they were having the premiere, the Zombieland premiere, when was that? Like 2009? Yeah, 2009. And so uh, I was not at the premiere, but I was I was actually there working on a, a, a television show. And I ended up uh, passing through the area where they were having the premiere. And so, you know, I just got a glimpse of Woody Harrelson at the Zombieland premiere i love that story <laughs> uh okay so <clears throat> final thoughts what what are we gleaning from all this now that i've given you some context for the whole zombie phenomenon let's let me go back first off to this book everything you ever wanted to know about zombies by matt mock um he has a section here called final thoughts. And here is one of the things that he writes. The modern zombie evolved from vampires, not from the soulless voodoo slaves that share their name. But unlike vampires, the walking dead don't carry with them the baggage of old world superstitions and myths. They aren't supernatural, superhuman, super strong, or particularly super anything, just the opposite. Zombies are grossly natural in their rotting flesh, imperfect brains, and limited physical abilities. They don't pretend to be anything more or less than what they are. But what they are is the end of the world. Hmm. Well, maybe that's why I don't like the zombie thing so much, because I don't like thinking about the end of the world. 
Um, maybe I just don't believe in the end of the world because I know that I'm not going to be here forever. None of us are. We're all going to die. But I think the world is going to continue to exist with people in it because the world was put here to serve a purpose. It's a big classroom. And no matter how good or how bad things get, uh, my feeling is that the end of the world scenario is just not that interesting to me. And that's why I'm not a big doom and gloomer. I have a real, I mean, I'm, I'm prepped. I'm prepared for anything that happens. But all right. That said, let's get into my ultimate conclusion from everything that I've given you and everything we've been thinking about. Let's get back to the big traditional ideas of a zombie. So silly or scary? Well, the original concept of the zombie is truly terrifying because it is apparently real. Especially for it to believe, you know, the story from the serpent and the rainbow. I mean, we're talking about the idea that you could be absolutely helpless to, to being secretly drugged by someone and, and that drug paralyzes you to the point that others believe you are dead and then you are buried alive, even though you're still conscious. Now, if I stopped right there, it would be one of the most horrible things you could imagine happening to you. Uh, but then it goes even further into you suffering underground in your coffin until someone digs you up and then enslaves you the rest of your life. And you are physically incapable of doing anything about it. It is truly a fate worse than death. So obviously to call that scary is an understatement. However, the newer version of the zombie as, as a soulless home invading brain eater, you know, almost like a, a human shark. It, it would be scary if it were real, but since it is not, then I can't help it. I just do consider it silly. Now, that does not mean that I wouldn't be scared to death if someone in a zombie outfit came crashing through my window. Of course, it would scare the bejesus out of me. But that is why I arm myself. And I'm pretty sure that uh, no matter how scary a zombie outfit may look, it is probably not bulletproof. So, are zombies silly or scary? Well... My answer is both, depending on the type of zombie we are talking about. <laughs> and I guess that's the best I can do for you on zombies. And I hope that you found that interesting and thought-provoking at very least. Now I've done a zombie podcast. Moving on. Here is uh, the other thing I wanted to tell you about that I think is pretty interesting. So, uh, you know, I, I, I mentioned uh, earlier in the podcast, and I mentioned this at least, you know, once on every show, that if you subscribe to my free e-newsletter, you get to participate in special experiments. Uh, well, recently, I sent out an e-newsletter, 
And I said, uh, hey, I'm going to do uh, a version of a roulette wheel experiment here in Las Vegas that I've never done before. And the idea is that you um, you get to participate for free. You just have to go to this link, which I sent through my e-newsletter, and you have to tell me what space you think is going to hit the next time I go to a roulette wheel because a, a typical American roulette wheel has 38 spaces and 36 of them are either red or black. And they're also numbered um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, up to the number 36. And then there are two green spaces. And one of those spaces has got a zero and the other has a double zero. So whatever happens on a wheel like that, you're going to hit one of those 38 spaces. And so if you bet on one of those spaces and it hits, then you get paid 35 times whatever you bet on that. So, for example, if I put a dollar on one of those spaces and it hit that space and, you know, they spin the wheel and, you know, the ball lands on that space, well, then they give you $35. If you put $100 on one of those spaces and they spin the wheel and the ball hits that space, well, now you get um 300 and uh, what did I what did I just say? If you put yeah, if you put $100, you get $3,500. I've done that before numerous times. So you put 100 down, you get $3,500. But I want to go to that wheel and I want to put down $1,000 on one of those spaces. And they spin the wheel. And if the ball hits the space that I put the $1,000 down on, then they would give me $35,000 just like that. And so what I thought would be cool would be to do an experiment where I involve my audience and I say, um, if you pick the number that I put the thousand dollars on and it hits, I'll split it with you. So you'll get $17,500 and I'll get $17,500. But before I'm, I've got confidence in you we have to you have to prove that you can do this so we have round one where everybody gets to go and pick what space it's going to be is it going to be numbers one through 36 or zero or double zero and then from there you you do it a second time and f that's round two and the people who get it right the second time get to move on to round three and the, and by round three i mean i'm thinking only one person will get it and that is the person who is going to split the 35 grand with me when I go at stage four and put the, the thousand bucks down. So I, I put this out there and I mean, hundreds of people from all over the world participated. And well, the weirdest thing is that, um, 15% of the people picked the number 17. That's a huge margin. Why do you think that is? I don't know for sure. I have a theory as to why that may be. But why do you think that is? I don't want to tell you what my theory is right now. But why do you think 15% of the people pick the number 17? Well, anyway, I did it and the winning number was 29. Eight people guessed 29. And those eight people are now moving on through the rounds. And pretty soon, hopefully, 
one of us will, uh, well, one of you, one of those people will have 17,500. All right, my friends, here is the good fortune tone. That's it for this edition of the show. Follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. Plus, visit JoshuaPWarren.com to sign up for my free e-newsletter to receive a free instant gift and check out the cool stuff in the Curiosity Shop all at JoshuaPWarren.com. I have a fun one lined up for you next time, I promise. So please tell all your friends to subscribe to this show and to always remember the golden rule. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon. You've been listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Make sure and check out all our shows on the iHeartRadio app or by going to iHeartRadio.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Open a limited time 11 month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.